All right. Turn me on. Praise God. You got me turned on? Oh, yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today. Today is March 31st, 2020. We give you praise and glory for this day. We thank you, Lord, as we come before the throne of God that you're speaking from heaven. <clears throat> you're bringing instruction to the earth. We pray that the Holy Spirit will teach through us. This is our Tuesday night Bible study, but Lord, we pray as you uh, deliver this word to the body of Christ at large that uh, we'll have ears to hear and a heart to receive the engrafted word that's able to save our soul. So we lift up the pastors tonight, Lord, all the pastors uh, that will be viewing this around the world. We, we welcome you to New Heart Worship Center uh, broadcast and podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on podcasts at uh, Spotify or Anchor or Apple or Google. Uh, New Heart Worship is the, is the name. New Heart Worship, just go to New Heart Worship. You can pick up the, the podcast. And uh, you can watch us on YouTube at Albert Buford, Apostle Albert Buford on YouTube. Uh, the videos will be available. Uh, I want to bring this word tonight. So, Father, we thank you uh, that you're going to open up the hearts of your people to the church at large, Lord. We release this word, and we pray, Lord, that you would uh, uh, bless the hearers, Lord, and that we, your church will be prepared for what is about to take place in the earth. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome. I'm going to be ministering tonight. This is a prophetic teaching. Uh, it's normal Tuesday night uh, Bible study. Uh, I ministered this word uh, several years ago, and the Lord impressed on me to bring this word to you again. Uh, as seeing how we're going, the world is shut down. We're going through a, a, a plague, a virus that's been released into the earth, affecting nations, affecting uh, uh, everybody that uh, walks, walks on the face of the earth. And, uh, and many people are beginning to reflect on their relationship with God. So uh, I want to talk about that. I'm calling this 2020 Resetting the Church Circuit Breaker. You know, um, uh, recalibrate and return. You know, when a circuit breaker trips, there's a procedure you have to go through to reset the circuit breaker. Uh, if it's in a particular room, the circuit breaker breaks, you're supposed to go into that room and turn everything off. Disconnect everything, turn everything off. Uh, before you trip, the, uh, reset the circuit breaker, flip it back the other way. And a lot of times you want to make sure that you check the reason why the circuit breaker blew in the first place. Usually there's an overload somewhere. And I believe that God is saying there's been an overload in the church of sin, rebellion, iniquity, idolatry, and in the earth, and that the whole earth has been set on a circuit breaker, and everything is broken down, so we're going through a reset all over the earth right now. There's a resetting, uh, recalibrating, and uh, redoing. The, uh, a change has to take place when there's a resetting. And as I ministered this word two years ago, letting the body know that there was going to be a reset taking place is taking place now. Re means something that was done before. Something was wrong with it. And it's the act of putting something into maximum impact. God is resetting the church for maximum impact in the earth. Uh, when there's a reset, there's a restructure, there's a change that has to take place. And we're seeing on the news that there, there's a change in the hospital system. Now they're trying to figure out how to get breathing machines, how to get masks and, and, and the distribution system, uh, how to get food to people and how the trucks need to rain the highway and, and uh, restructuring the military and redoing everything. And, and we've never done this before. The earth hasn't had to do this before. Uh, but it's preparing uh, us and the church for the end time. So there's a restructuring taking place, even in the church, that many churches have shut down and now we're broadcasting uh, on YouTube or broadcasting on Facebook Live and there's a restructuring taking place. But I just read today uh, that in, in China, they've created the, the coronavirus and they had everybody locked down. Now they're going through and shutting out all Facebook Live broadcasts of Christian ministries and they're going in and shutting down house ministries at the same time. So we're in an end-time type of situation that we need to begin to restructure and reset the church to meet the demands of the end-time harvest. There was a resetting when Joshua was told to go to battle. Moses was up on the mountain, and, and Aaron and her uh, were holding up Moses' arms, and as long as they kept his arms held, uh, uh, Joshua was winning the battle. But it, it, uh, God came down and began to fight with Joshua, and Joshua, by faith, asked the Lord 
to set the sun or reset the sun or reset time, stop time so he can catch up with the Lord, so he can smite all the enemies, give him more daylight so he can fight. So there's a resetting has to take place and things begin to change supernaturally. God's going to reset some things. When you reset something, it means to call to action. It's a call to action. Uh, the reset in this hour, there's a changing of the guard taking place. We had a great changing of the guard in 2019. We prophesied that it was going to be a great change. Uh, many of my contemporaries and peers have gone on to be with the Lord. People that I grew up under and uh, were peers uh, alongside, they have left. Uh, many ministers even now have been are passing by the, uh, the uh, coronavirus. has affected pastors. Some of them have died uh, of that. Uh, God is resetting and changing the guard in the body of Christ. There's new people that are being raised up by the, in the kingdom of God, people that you don't know their names, you don't know their face, you don't know who they are, but God's going to use them uh, in this end time in a mighty, mighty measure. So there's a shifting taking place and a resetting taking place. When you sound the alarm in the Old Testament, when God told them in Numbers 10, verse 4 to 6, you can go to your Bibles or have it on the screen. It says, if they blow but one trumpet, then the princes, which are the heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves. In other words, the government figures. When you blow the alarm, then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. And when you blow the alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for their, for their travels, for them to go. So there's a resetting God had an order, and we're, they were to launch out, and I had an alarm system to reset uh, or move out in a new thing. So we're getting ready to move out in a new thing, but God is resetting the church, and there's some things that you're going to have to do in order for God to move. And one of the things he's resetting is our faith. Many people are fearful, they have panic, they're fear, they're afraid, well, the coronavirus guy is going to get me, it's going to kill me, but I better stay in the house. And they passed laws, and the law said that you got to stay in the house and quarantine in and let the plague go by and stand still. But uh, your faith, there's some people have faith, some people don't have faith to believe God to heal them. They don't have faith to believe God that will take care of them. Uh, so there's a resetting of your faith. Will, am I really... Do I really have faith to believe in the end times that if there's no hospital for me to go to, there's no doctor for me to, to minister to me, uh, can God heal me? Will God heal me? Will God stand uh, and, and stand on his word and I stand on his word and God will do something for me? So he's resetting our faith. We have to believe in this hour that he, his word says, I heal of all of your diseases. Uh, uh, you're standing in the covenant of God. I will put none of the diseases of Egypt that I put upon Egypt will I put upon on you. We need to begin to increase our faith in these end times. When there's a resetting take place, and uh, there's, a, there's a testing that takes place in the body of Christ, and God begins to test the body of Christ, and he tests, he's testing the world, and he's testing the body. Just some examples was, he said, God will test your faith before a harvest. We know uh, many have prophesied, and many prophets, and everybody said, oh, it's going to be a great harvest, but they didn't realize what was going to come at the beginning of the year. Amen. The coronavirus has shut everything down. Now, where is the harvest? One of the things that I've learned over the years is that anytime you read about a harvest in the Old Testament, the enemy always came before harvest time. Right when it's time for harvest, the enemy, the Midianites would come, Gideon had to hide his stuff. Every time the harvest was getting ready to attack, the enemy would come in like a horde and begin to try to steal the harvest. Uh, it, it was a time of famine. Sarah was taken into Pharaoh's house. Abram had to play like she was his sister. And, and, and uh, there, was a, there was a testing of faith. God told him, don't go down. I'll take care of you. Moses grew up in Pharaoh's heart, house. Jacob went to Babylon in the time of famine. And many people are right now are depending upon the governments where they are to sustain them, to give them a, a, a subsistence check or a check to help them through this situation where all, everything is shut down. And so we're all going to Egypt for help. We're going to the government for help. And there's a testing of your faith. There's a testing uh, before the harvest takes place. Will you stand with the Lord and believe the Lord even in the midst of what's going on around you that he's able to pay your rent. He's able to feed you. He's able to clothe you. He's able to take care of you. So there's always a testing when there's a reset. Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, had went through a reset. He, he went through a situation where God had talked talk to him 
In Isaiah 38, verse uh, 5 through 8, he said, now, he told the prophet, he said, go to Hezekiah, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I've heard your prayer, I've seen your tears, and behold, I will add years unto that days, 15 years. So Hezekiah had gotten sick, and the, the prophet Isaiah, God told him to go to his house, go to Hezekiah's house, tell him to put his house in order, because I'm getting ready to take him out. And uh, Hezekiah began to cry to God. He began to cry out to God. He began to weep before God. He began to, he began to remind God of all the good things that he had done and all the deliverances that he had wrought and all the groves he had tore down and, and all the good works he had done. And he was crying and weeping before God. And now many are right now are caught in the valley of decision around the earth right now, sitting at their home, locked in their home, and they got to make a decision for God. they got to make a decision for God. If you want to go through a reset, you got to begin to pray and know how to pray and begin to repent of your sins before God. Because you don't know whether you're going to live or die if this coronavirus gets hold of you. You don't know whether you're going to enter into hell or you're going to enter into eternity. So we need to learn how to pray. So that's one of the things. Intercession begins to take place in a reset. And so he prophesied to Isaiah. He said, I'm going to deliver you and this city out of the hand of king of Assyria, and I would defend this city. So we as a church have to cry out to God for those that are lost, those that are being sick, those that are dying, that God would deliver the earth, deliver America, deliver the earth from this plague that has been released in the earth realm. And, and he said, this is going to be a sign for thee, said the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken. And behold, I will bring the shadow of degrees which has gone down the sundial of Ahaz 10 degrees backwards. So the sun returned 10 degrees by which degrees it was going down. So God did a reset of the time as a sign that he was delivering Hezekiah from his sickness. He turned the clock back 10 degrees or 10 minutes or whatever as a sign or the shadow uh, that God was going to deliver him. Amen. One of the things that happened with a reset, with Hezekiah's reset, and most people are right now at home, is Hezekiah got into pride. After God delivered him, Isaiah 39, verse 2 and 3 says, Hezekiah was glad of them. Some men came from, from, from the Philistines, and he showed them his house, all the precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and his precious ointment and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasures. And there was nothing in his house nor in his dominion that Hezekiah showed him not. Then Isaiah came, the prophet came to Hezekiah and said unto him, What said these men? And which came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, they have come far from the country unto me, even from Babylon. So the world got into, he let the world, he let the IRS know how much stuff he had. And these guys came back and uh, he, the prophet says, uh, he said to him, what have they seen in your house? And Hezekiah answered, all that is in my house they have seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not seen. See, when God blesses you, you're not going to go bragging and tell the world how great you are and how great God blessed you and show everybody your blessings because uh, they'll come around and, and rob you. Amen? And Hezekiah said, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days come that all that's in your house and all that's in your father's house have laid up in store unto this day, shall be carried away to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. Now I want you to hear this. And of your sons and uh, that issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shall they take away, and there shall be eunuchs. They're going to castrate them in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah, Good is the word of the Lord, which thou hast spoken. And he said, however, there shall be peace and truth in my days. So the spirit of selfishness was on Hezekiah. The pride got into him. Even though God heard his prayer and God relented, he was suffering, getting ready to die from the coronavirus. And God said, I'm going to deliver you because of what you did. And he got lifted up in pride. And God said, because you got lifted up in pride and showed them every your stuff, the ones you showed it, they're going to come and take everything. And they're going to, they're going to, they're going to uh, castrate your sons and make them eunuchs. And he said, that's a good word. He said, at least I'm going to be, 
least I'm going to be have peace in my life. See, when there's a reset, you can't just think about yourself. You've got to think about your generations to come and what, what your decisions you make now are going to affect the generations to come. And what's happening around the earth right now, what decisions are being made now are going to affect the next generations that are going to come. When there's a reset, this is a year of resetting and recalibration. Recalibration. I got a picture of, uh, of a sniper. He has a spotter that can spot for him, and he tells him how many degrees and what, he, what his target is, how far it is, how, how much wind is blowing, and he has to recalibrate his, his scope and his sight in order to see clearly to hit the target. And so God is recalibrating the body of Christ. He's recalibrating your vision. He's recalibrating how you see things spiritually. He's recalibrating how you see things in the natural. He's Calibrating, there's a a a, 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 a a setting apart and a sanctification taking place now to where you have to recalibrate your thinking and recalibrate what you thought was important is not as important as you thought it was. When there's a reset, there's a spiritual warfare in reset. Uh, the Bible says in Kings 9.24, is the story of Jehu, that Jehu was, was going after the enemy. And it said Jehu drew the bow with his full strength, and he smote Jehoram between his arms, and the arrow went out of his heart, and he sunk down in the chariot. God wants us to be accurate, recalibrate, that we're accurate dealing with situations, we're accurate dealing with uh, principalities and powers that we can see and reset and recalibrate. He doesn't want us, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 26 and 27 about, uh, he said, therefore I run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that is beating in the air. Paul said, I'm just not swinging like a girl trying to fight. I want to hit the enemy straight in the heart. He said, I keep my body under my body, and I bring it in subjection, least by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself shall be a castaway. So even in the beginning of this year, we had a 20-day fast, 21-day fast. But even now, as we've been shut in, and uh, there was runs on the store and run for food. And people were, were, were fearful that they're not going to have anything to eat. As a believer and anointed people of God or the kingdom remnant, you should be used to fasting. You should be used to not going, going without food. You should have already kept your body under so that, and bring it in subjection. So you know that even if there was a lack of food, you can still fast and you can still maintain, uh, maintain your life. And you know that God was going to supply all of your needs even if you didn't have food. I've been around the world and I've been to nations where the third world nations where they didn't have food, they didn't have things to eat, uh, they're, they're all skinny, they're all tall, and, and they eat a little soup and that's all they have to eat or, or some nuts or a banana, that's all they have to eat. If you watch TV right now in, in India, uh, they're giving people uh, that are fleeing, they're giving bananas, that's all they can give them. They, just, they take two bananas and keep going. Uh, it, 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 you have to, there's a spiritual warfare and the earth is being reset now. God, uh, the Bible, I, I, the scripture says that the, 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 the sins and the iniquity has vomited the inhabitants up. So the iniquity of the earth is becoming full and is vomiting up the wickedness and iniquity. Uh, as we reset in this time of coronavirus and the time of shutdown, God is saying that you need to check your tolerances, uh, your, your attitudes. Uh, you you're stuck at home now with your husband now, and, and you're stuck with your wife now. <laughs> and now you're stuck with them kids that you found out that you don't even know how to teach them, edu educate them. you got to teach them. The Bible says in the Old Testament that when you're in your home, you're supposed to teach your children. When they sit down, when they rise up, when you walk, you're supposed to teach. So now you got to learn how to teach your children yourself at home, and you got to check your tolerances about how the attitudes, you're snapping at each other, you're biting each other, you got, yeah, I can't stand you and I can't stand, God is dealing with attitudes and heart attitudes and it's important that you check your attitudes and that your attitudes line up with the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter 5 because what God has coming down the road in the next three or four months, you're going to wish that you checked your attitude because he cannot pour his glory into vessels that still have carnality and fleshly thoughts and fleshly ways, what he wants to use, he wants to use pure vessels. So we got to check our attitudes. 
Uh, I, I, I'm reminded of a, of a, of a story of a, a man that retired after all these years of working. He retired, and he was sitting around the house, and he didn't have nothing to do. So he decided one day to go in and rearrange his wife's kitchen, you know, put the dishes where he thought they should be, and the forks where he thought she should be. And she came in, and she didn't say nothing. So the next day, uh, day later, a day or two later, he went out to uh, work on his car and found out that he couldn't find his tools. His wife went out and reset his toolbox. <laughs> and so he learned his lessons, stay out of their territory, and she'll stay out of his territory. Amen? She had to do a reset, a recalibration of his attitudes of what he was doing. God said there's a reset of your carnality, your carnal ways. In Revelation 20, verse 20, Revelation 2, verse 20 and 21, it says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because you suffer the woman Jezebel, that called herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication, to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented up. So God has shut the church down, put the church out. He's tired of these uh, uh, wicked prophets and false prophets and Jezebels running around, raping God's people, pillaging them for their offerings and for their tithes. So he, just, he said, I'll just rescue my sheep out of your hand and I'll shut them down so you can't get hold of them. And then they're still on TV. They're on YouTube. You can watch live. Send me, a, here's, my, here's my cash app. Send me some money. Their cash app ain't going to do you no good if you don't have faith in God to heal you. Their prayer cloths ain't going to heal you. You've got to have your own faith in God to be healed. That what, they, what they're offering you is, is, is a trinket or something that you have a right to go through God yourself and learn the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for yourself and learn how to communicate with God. So God has said, I'm taking my church. I'm shutting it down that there's no more merchandising of my people. You go to, you were, people were going to conferences and you can't even get in the conference because they got a whole row of tables that are selling their shirts and t-shirts and books and this and that and selling that but they're not giving the people the word of God and not teaching them how to hear the voice of God so God said I'm resetting the carnality and if you want to reset your carnality uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 to 22 talks about the works of the flesh the witchcraft the hatred the lust the various and all that you've got to deal with these issues now in these next three months God's giving you an opportunity to be shut in with him and begin to deal and pray and repent of your attitudes that you had toward the church. The carnal man, the Bible says, is enmity against God. In other words, God fights against the flesh or the carnal man. 1 Peter 4, 16 says, If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. If it first began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? There is a, uh, the, the, the governments and the state governments and the local governments are asking churches to shut, to shut their doors uh, for temporarily. But this is just, I believe, can be a ploy. Uh, something else come along, they're going to want to shut the church completely down. The church is being restructured. The church is being pushed out of the building and back into the community where they belong to bring people into the kingdom of God. So we're being pushed out of the church. God said, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it go out into the world. So now we've got these big massive buildings, nobody in them, you got big overheads, nobody can play. We've got into the maintenance mode of trying to maintain a church, trying to maintain a budget. But God said, no more of this. I am coming for the harvest. And we have to reset our thinking about even being apostolic and prophetic, we need to be going back to evangelistic to bring in the souls that are coming in and go back to teaching the basic tenets of the Bible to the new believers that are going to come into the kingdom of God. God. So God is the glory as a reset takes place 
as we be proclaiming that the glory of God is going to come back into the earth, into the church, there is a procedure and a proper way that to bring the glory back into the church. And God said, now that I've got you out of the church, we need to deal with your issues outside of the church so I can pour my glory into vessels that have been cleaned, vessels of, of, of new wineskins that have been refurbished and, and, and ready to receive the new wine. Second Samuel 6, verse 6 and 7 says, when they came to Nachon's, Nachon's threshing floor, Uzzah, Uzzah put his hand, put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen had shooken it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and he died by the ark of God. So God is saying, I don't need your help to build my church. I don't need your help to help me. I'm here to help you. If I, was, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you about it. God said, I am God, and I don't need man's cardinal, cardinal nature or cardinal ways to help me. And so as, as, the, as he died, they was trying to bring back the ark or the glory of the Lord back into Israel because the Philistines had taken it. And God said, I'll deal with the Philistines. And uh, he went into Philistine and he broke the head of Dagon and he broke the arms of Dagon and he destroyed their idols. So God has shut down the earth and he shut down America's idols. No sports figures, no, no TV, no football, no base basketball, you know, all your Hollywood stars and all your sports stars and all your Christian celebrities are being shut down. When God begins to move, he begins to break, as I said Sunday, the idols of the land. When God dealt with Egypt, he said, I'm going to break all the idols, all the gods of Egypt. I'm going to break them. and I'm going to destroy them. So when David tried to bring back the ark, uh, it was told him in 2 Samuel 12, 6, says, it was told King David saying, the Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom. And all that pertaineth to his unto him, because the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they bare the ark of the Lord, had gone only six paces. Every six paces, he sacrificed an ox and fatlings. He made a sacrifice there and danced before the Lord with all his might. And he was girded with a linen ephod. So all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. So it was an all-day process. It wasn't a just, well, we're just going to grab the ark and we're going to bring it on in. He had to stop and sacrifice. The Bible says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. So in this time of shutting down and shutting in and sheltering in, God is looking for human sacrifices. He's looking for your heart. He's looking for you to sacrifice the, uh, the, the, the bitterness and the hatred and the anger and resentment and all the things. Oh, woe is me and I'm going through and I'm tired of suffering and I'm tired of that. He wants you to get rid of all that garbage on the inside of you before he pours the goodness of his kingdom on, uh, on you again. So there was a shouting and a dancing and a rejoicing before the Lord as they brought the Ark of the Covenant into the kingdom of God. There was a returning of the, to the Lord God Almighty. In, in the Nehemiah chapter uh, 1, this is, a, this is a prophetic prayer or a prayer that Nehemiah prayed. Uh, when he went back to rebuild, uh, God said, after 70 years of captivity, you're going to go back and you're going to rebuild the, the temple. And so he was grieved in his spirit. And he went back to look at the walls and everything. And he began to pray. There's six, he began to pray uh, to the Lord. He said, now let your ear be attentive. And open and listen to the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you day and night for Israelites. And you can put your city in Aurora or Batavia or Chicago or America. We're praying and interceding. Your service confessing the sins of the Israelites, which have sinned against you. Yes, 
I in my father's house has sinned. Yes, we have sinned. Uh, in my city, they brought in up 10 years ago, 15 years, gambling casinos, and they made all this big old promise. Oh, we're going to put all the money in the, in the education system. They didn't give the education system nothing. Just got a lot of broke people that lost their homes and got bound up by gambling spirits in, in there. And then uh, we, we allow uh, this, the, the, the smoking of marijuana. We allow uh, uh, same sex. All of this stuff is coming back on us. And we have sinned against the Lord. Verse 7 says, I have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, the ordinance which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember earnestly when you commanded your servant Moses, if you transgress and are faithful, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, Though your outcasts were the fathers from the heavens and the expanse of outer space, ye will I gather, yet would I gather them from there and bring them to the place in which I have chosen to set my name. In other words, Nehemiah prayed and interceded and went into intercession for the sins of the nation, for the sins of the Israelites. And God said, I will return Israelites back to the place where my name is in his church. Not every church has the name of God in it. So when there's a resetting, God will, there's a returning, you have to return back to God. And so God has given many people now the opportunity to return from idolatry, to return from religion, to return from discouragement, to, uh, and there's a hindrance. When Nehemiah came back, God made it, King Cyrus made a decree that you can go back and rebuild Jerusalem. And when King Cyrus made a decree, do you know that 50% of the Israelites refused to go back? They decided they got comfortable in Babylon. They got comfortable in the Babylonian system because God had said 70 years previous, build you houses, build you vineyards, seek the peace of the city in the place where I've sent you because you're going to be here for 70 years. But after the 70 years, half of them didn't want to come back. The other half that came, only 20% of them began to help rebuild the temple of God because most of them got discouraged. Most of them were in tribute to their elders and their brethren had begun to bring them into bondage. And, and Nehemiah got upset with the elders of the city and said, how can you do this to your own brethren? Cause them usury, cause them 30%, 25%, and 40% interest on the loans you give them. And he said, you need to restore, restore, restore. And, and he began to rebuke the elders and they began to uh, absolve the debt of their brothers and their sisters. In 2 Chronicles, chapter um, 32, 2 Chronicles 32, God is calling us to return to him. This is a prophetic word. While you're in shutdown, while you're in shuffling place, while you're in quarantine, God is saying, return to me. Return your, turn your heart to me. 2 Chronicles 32, verse 24 says, in those days, uh, uh, Hezekiah was sick to death and prayed unto the Lord and he spake unto him and he gave him a sign. But, but look what it says, verse 25. He said, but Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done him for his heart was lifted up Therefore was a wrath upon him and upon Judah and upon Jerusalem. God had mercy on him, healed him of an affliction that was about to kill him, a coronavirus. And yet he didn't appreciate it after he got healed. He forgot all about God, got lifted up. He didn't give his whole heart to God. He made a false repentance. He was just, he was just crying and boo-hooing out of his flesh, out of his carnality. And his heart really wasn't with God. And God said, because of your heart was lifted up. But verse 26 is, notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself for his pride of his heart. Both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath 
So that the wrath of the Lord came not upon him in the days of Hezekiah. So he humbled himself. So when you were going through a reset and a recalibration, and this nation is going through a niche, and all the nations are going through a reset, that God has made sure that all the churches are shut down, and he put the people out of the church, and he said there's so much ashes, so much carnality has been in the house of God. In fact, when you read about Ezra and you read about Nehemiah, they got discouraged about building the house of God because there was so much refuge. There was so much garbage. There was so much dust and, and ashes and stuff that they got discouraged in building the house of God and then uh, 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 and, uh, they begin to raise up counselors and lawyers to stop the work of God they begin to tell lies on Nehemiah on, on them and say well they're gonna they're gonna they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna give you a tribute if, if you let them stay over there in Ezra's time and they begin to write laws against a, a, a Sanbel and Tobiah begin to rise up against them to hinder the work of God there, and it's happening in America. We got the Democrats. They want to hinder everything that God's trying to do. Amen. Hinder your blessings. Hinder what God wants to do. But God's going to get the final say in this day. So there's a returning that God is calling for every believer to return their heart to him. Return to him with all their heart. He said, these people confess me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. There has to be a repentance. In Jeremiah chapter 3. God is looking for repentance. There's got to be a repentance. Repent means to turn around and go back from the way you were going. It means complete, turn completely around. Don't be weeping and crying before God. Oh, this coronavirus is going to kill me. Oh, I'm going to die. And then if he heals you, then you forget about that he's God. God's not going to have that. You can't pimp God. You can't get over on God. You have to be able to submit to God. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 21 Jeremiah 3.21 in your Bibles says a voice was heard upon the high places weeping and supplications of the children of Israel. Everybody crying now. You see them on TV. They ain't even saved and they're crying. Say, oh Lord, save me. Oh Lord, I don't know what I do. Oh, my family's going to be dying. Everybody's crying. They have no peace because they have no God. They don't have the Prince of Peace. Weeping and supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way and have forgotten the Lord their God. Thank God we have a president that says, y'all need to pray. You got a vice president that says, y'all need to pray. You got a, 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 a the housing secretary, y'all need to pray. Everybody needs to repent and pray. Amen. There has to be a prayer because we perverted our way. We perverted and, and said God is weakening at what we're doing. God is weakening that two men marry each other. God is weakening that two women marry each other. God is weakening at this. He's not winking at it. There has to come a judgment. And sometimes, yes, God can come in in one breath of God. He can blow this coronavirus right out of the way. All he's got to do is to put his hand over the earth and shrivel it up. Amen. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and omega. Adam is made of, the, uh, of, a, of a, a proton, a neutron. God is bigger than all of that. He can burn up anything he wants to burn up. One breath of his nostrils can get rid of coronavirus. But I believe he's allowing this to take place in the earth for the earth to reset to recalibrate and return back to the Lord before it's too late. He said, return, verse 32, 22 says, return you backslidden children and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come to thee for thou art the Lord our God. See, you can't just repent now. A lot of people are in the valley of decision. A lot of people, when you get sick, I'm sure if they're not saved, they're, 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 they're making their peace with the Lord. Whether he healed them or not. And so you've got to make a choice. But I'm saying, why get into that situation to where you have to be afflicted in order for God, to, 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 for you to serve God? Serve him now while it's day. Serve him now while he's calling. Serve him now while he's near. The churches need to be open. 
The churches need to be open. And I'm, I speak this word, and I'm prophesying this word, and I'm seeing this word. It's going to get so bad with this coronavirus that there's not going to be enough nurses and doctors to take care of the sick. They're going to have to turn to the church. The church has the answer. I'm telling you what I'm teaching you and releasing to you right now. If you will turn, believer, if you will turn backslider, if you will repent of your pride and your haughtiness, repent of your ways. We all had a little churchism and schism and religion in the churches, man. God's delivering us from religion. He's religion delivering us from these protocols and the robes and the collars and all that stuff. It ain't about all that stuff. It's about serving the living God, having him on the inside of you. So God wants to release his glory back in into the remnant, into the church in, in around May and June, he wants to release a glory so strong that you know that you can go into the hospital and heal everybody of coronavirus if you wanted to. See, we haven't let God hasn't got involved in this thing yet. When he gets involved in this thing, he's doing a lot of healing in the hospitals now, but he wants his believers, the end time army, to rise up and show the glory of the Lord throughout all the earth. There's enough power to heal anybody in this earth, in the church, but they don't know how to use it because many of the religions and denominations have not been teaching the saints how to heal people, have not been teaching the saints how to hear the voice of God, have not been teaching the saints how to prophesy, have not been teaching the saints the proper protocol in the church, but a bunch of rules and regulations and not have the kingdom. The letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. Amen. Zechariah, I'm almost done. I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. This is our Tuesday night Bible study, but God is saying, I'm doing a reset. I'm resetting the earth. I'm resetting the economic systems of the earth. I'm resetting the healthcare systems of the earth. I'm, I'm resetting the governmental systems of the earth. I'm resetting the financial systems of the earth. I'm resetting the banking systems of the earth. I'm resetting the store distribution, the food distribution of the earth. I'm resetting the church. I'm resetting how you, the movies you watch. Some of you are sitting at home right now. You've been at home for a week now. And you ain't put on one gospel movie, one Christian TV program at all. Amen. Ouch. They ain't turning it on at all. Y'all going back to the series Scandal. Amen. Now you got a scandal. You don't know how to handle it. Help us, Lord. Jesus. They used to tell me, leave them alone. Don't talk about these people watching Scandal. I said, a scandal's going to come in your life. Amen. Prophets got to speak the word of the Lord whether you like it or not. My forehead is hard. I ain't scared of none of them. I've got to speak what God says speak. And in Zechariah chapter 1, verse 1 says, Now in the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, the prophet, saying, The Lord hath sore displeased with your fathers. Therefore say thou to them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. And the Amplified says, in verse 4, says, Now, be not as your fathers, to whom the former prophets cried, saying, The Lord of hosts, return now from your evil ways, from your evil doings, but they would not hear or listen to me, saith the Lord. So God has raised up generations. He's raised up prophets. Many of us, as I said, many of my contemporaries have died and many of my peers have died and prophets have died declaring that there's a judgment coming, declaring there's a harvest coming, declaring, hear you the word of God, declaring that it's going to get so perverse that men are going to turn away from God. Men are going to want to want to hear what God has to say. God said, don't be like your generation before. Listen to what I'm saying now. You millennials, generation Z, generation X, you need to hear the word of the Lord. God said, return to me says the Lord, and I will return to you. What? He said, return to you. What? God said, return to me the honor, do my name as a father, and I'll return to you the blessings that are due sons and daughters. You want to be blessed? Return to me. He said, don't be, verse 4, don't be like your fathers, whom the former prophets cried. Thus saith the Lord, oh, return to me. They wouldn't hear me. They wouldn't listen. He said, your fathers, where your father at? He did. That's what he said. And your prophets? Do the prophets live forever? No. But my words, God said, my words, my statutes, which I commanded my servants to prophets, did that not overtake and take hold of your fathers? 
Did they not overtake and take hold of your fathers? So they repented and said, as the Lord of hosts planned and purposed to do to us according to our ways, according to our doings, so he dealt with us. So God is saying, I want you to return. I'm giving you an opportunity in these next 30 days to return. I'm giving you an opportunity to repent. I'm giving you an opportunity to reflect upon where you missed it, where you went left when I told you to go right. When, when, uh, there's many of you out there listening to this tape right now. God called you to be a minister. God called you to be a prophet. God called you and you ran like Jonah. Guess what? You can't run too much further. Your rope is slack. It's being snapped out of your rope. You've got to turn, return to the Lord, the blessing and honor do his name. The nations, every nation shall bow the knee. God shut down. Do you understand? It takes power to shut down a whole world. The whole world is shut down. God, now, understand that God did not send the coronavirus. I'm telling you, he did not send this coronavirus. He allowed it to be released, but he didn't send it. Because if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, I'm telling you, God said, I got some curses and I got some plagues that you never heard about. I got some good. He called it wonderful. I got some wonderful plagues. He said, my plagues are of long continuance. Long, he said, it's going to be a long, he said, I'm going to make your rain and your land powder and dust from heaven. It shall come on thee and you shall be destroyed. Amen. He said, he said your, your carcass shall be meat until the fowls of the air and beasts of the air. They're putting bodies and carcasses in tractor trailers right now. Keeping the, the, keeping the beasts from eating them up. Amen. The Lord says, I'll, I'll smite you with the blocks of Egypt. I'll smite you with madness. I'll smite you with blind. See, God hasn't gotten involved in this thing yet. Y'all don't understand that God can smite. And when God smite a whole city with craziness, it, it'll be a mess. The city of Sodom and Gomorrah went crazy. It went completely nuts. God said, you won't prosper in your ways. Are you prospering now? The whole, listen, this whole earth is under Satan's thumb. It's under Satan's system. The whole world is in debt. If the government don't send you a check, what you going to do? Business is cold. Everybody's cold. Everybody owe everybody some money. Everybody broke. So what do they do? They print up some monopoly money and say, here's some, some money and we're going to take care of you. We broke too. America's broke. The Federal Reserve is broke. But we're going to print some money to keep this system going. This is not God's system. God's breaking this economic system that he can transfer the wealth into the church. Into the hands of the believer. Billionaires are going to be jumping out of windows. Billionaires are losing all kind of money. God is setting up new billionaires, new people that have a purpose and a plan for the kingdom of God in this end time. So God said, I got some good signs. I got some good curses. When I put it on you, you're going to know that I put it on you. So don't think that God, because God said, I'll, I'll smite you with a blotch in your knees. I'll, 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 You'll be mad in the sight of it. People will be mad. You can't even see to be healed. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet, God said, I'll have sores on you. You'll be like Job. At least they're getting healed from the coronavirus. God said, when I get some stuff on you, you ain't going to get healed from it. It's going to eat you up. So as I said, uh, uh, Sunday, and this is a prophetic word, uh, God is saying, I need my churches to repent. I need my believers to repent. I need you to reset your attitude. Reset the way you're thinking about things. Line up with my word. Uh, let this word be a prism. Let this word, it, 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 it hurts sometimes when you look at this word. Uh, let it, you got to line up with this word. You got to go to Galatians chapter 5 and you got to go through that and bring the fruit of the spirit out. You got to get rid of the carnal and works of the flesh. All that kind of stuff is not going to work, not going to happen. The idolatry, the witchcraft, the fornication, the uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry. Where's your idols now? Where's your idols now? You can't watch them on TV. They're not there no more. Boxes, football, anyway. You can't even get on a train. You can't get on a plane. You can't get around a group of people. God said, I'll cut it all off. 
The flesh are manifest as adultery, uncleanness, lasciviousness, witchcraft, hatred. There's so much hatred against the president of this nation. How can this nation run with all that hatred coming, coming at? Even the newspapers, CNN is hating against the president. Uh, what do they call it? Communist network news or corrupt network news. Whatever it is, it's just so hatred. And we know that it's influenced by demonic spirits behind it. Drunkenness, murders, revelings, and such a like. Even though coronavirus is going on in Chicago, they're shooting folks. They don't care. They don't care. The children are cursed. The children are slain at the heads of the street because we won't return, return from the Lord. So know that this is a time to reflect. Where did I go wrong? What do I need to do to correct it? Lord, I repent. Not say I'm sorry. People, I get people on altar all the time crying because they got caught, not because they were sorry. They, got, they were crying because they got caught. You need to come with a repentant heart. Turn your heart to God. Say, Lord, come into my heart. Lord, forgive me of my attitude. Lord, forgive me of sins I committed. Give me the, forgive me of the sins I omitted. Forgive me of the sins I didn't even know I did. I may have looked at somebody the wrong way and they got offended. I don't know. Lord, forgive me. Every day you need, a believer needs to repent of their sin because we don't know what we do. And God said, when we do that, we receive the glory. He said, but you continue to sow to the flesh. Of the flesh, you shall reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, and the spirit shall reap everlasting life. Amen. Let me pray, and I wrap this up. Father, I pray for those that are watching around the world. I pray for those in India, and in Pakistan, and Africa, and Uganda, and Nigeria, and the my friends in Ghana and, and all around the world, Liberia, uh, that are going through. I'm getting texts from pastors and texts from people uh, that are suffering, Lord. They're going through. Yeah, I've got a text from a lady this morning in, down in Louisiana and said she's, a, she's a, a receptionist at a clinic and her son is 35 and he's autistic and he's got the coronavirus. She did everything that she was supposed to do. She sheltered in and sheltered him in and everything, but still he got sick. But she said, I believe in God. I'm standing on God. I'm trusting God. Listen, God can make anything. You may not have but three bananas in your little hut. Just believe God when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have four more in that, in that bunch. Amen? God knows how to multiply your food in the time of famine. God knows how to do creative miracles for you. So I'm praying for my pastors all around the world. You pastors, I know you're suffering. I know you're going through. They've shut down a lot of places. You can't get out. Uh, you, you, but trust in God. Continue to speak the word. Uh, this is 2080. We pray that you will speak the word. Speak life. Speak positive words. Uh, don't let the negative words of the news come against that every uh, 200,000 are going to die, 100,000 are going to die. It's a lie from the pit of hell. God can turn around in the morning. As the prophet said, this time tomorrow. The famine can be over. So we don't believe in the word. We don't believe in that system. But we believe in God's system. God is the healer. He's the Lord of the earth. He's watching over the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. It's his bride. And he is dealing with his bride. And as the bride will get herself every spot, every wrinkle out. God said, I'll receive you. I'll anoint you. And my glory will be seen in you. And so we thank you, Lord. And we give you praise for those that are watching. Watch over them. I plead the blood of Jesus over their lives. I plead the blood of Jesus over their possessions. I lose the apostolic anointing and apostolic covering over my pastors in Africa and India and around the world. You are covered. The angels of the Lord are around you. The angels of the Lord are there. If you have the Holy Ghost and you speak in the tongues, know that the Spirit of God and that the kingdom of God is in you. And everywhere you go, the kingdom is with you. So don't worry about being in a building. Don't worry about that. Just know that Jesus is there with you. When you open up your mouth to speak, people will listen in this hour. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Did you cut that off, Kurt? All right. Praise God. We cut this off. Did I go over? 53 minutes.